Hello, and welcome to episode 16 of Doing the Work with Jay and Becca. Today, we're covering steps four and five of Lean Inside, Seven Steps to Personal Power. If you're just joining us, make sure to go back to episode 11, which is where we give you the intro and step one. But there's a lot to cover today, so let's get started. So today we're talking step four, right? I believe so. All right, step four, baby steps. Yeah. Baby Baby stepping it out, right? Yeah, yeah. And we've had, you know, um, I don't know when this is going to air, but uh, Sam opened her school on Monday. Yes. In her facility. In her facility. And Sam will be next week. So, yeah, this will, Sam's um, uh, interview will have aired the week before this one. So, this will be this kind of perfect timing to follow up on that because she talk about a master. She did it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she did it. I mean, and again, she's got a huge vision, but at least now she's in the facility and and she did it, baby stepping it out the whole way. Yeah. And so in baby stepping it out, we there's two two it's twofold step because we baby step it out both in action and in speaking. And the speaking is one of the most important pieces because you know, we've talked a lot on this podcast and I think by now people who listen to our podcast know that we talk about how in it's easy and humans by default have a tendency to get a lot of momentum going, meaning thoughts, words, and energy directed towards what they don't want. And so in baby in four, like in step three, we got clear about what we wanted as opposed to what we didn't want. We got clear about what we wanted. And then in in step four, we start to baby step that out. But the first thing we do is start to really create a conversation for what's going to happen, like what we want to have happen. And it's so important for people to get that everything in our world started with a conversation, like everything. So Starbucks started by somebody going, hey, do you think somebody would pay five bucks for coffee? <laughs> right? I mean, right. Yeah. now there's a Starbucks on every corner. Exactly. That started yeah. with somebody having a conversation about it. And so if you want to create anything in your life, you really want to make sure that you're having a conversation that that's that what you want is possible in the world and that it's on its way and that you know you have all of your language and all of that around that what you're creating is happening and sometimes our belief system doesn't jive with what we want to create so for example if um, you know we want to create in fact you probably had this experience when you were looking at uh, creating a new career for yourself or when you really finally got clear that you didn't really want another job, you wanted to work for yourself. Right, yeah, yeah. You couldn't probably at that point say, I'm a powerful entrepreneur and have it jive with your belief system. Oh, God, no. Right, your belief system is like... (laughs) (laughs) Every time I said that, I'd be like, yeah, no. Right, exactly. And so everybody who's listening understands what it's like to want something or see something out there in the future that you want, but that you can't, there's something in there that sometimes you can't say it and really believe it. Right. I think weight loss is a great example for that one because I think that we've all been there where we, you know, with a body image, even people who wouldn't be considered overweight have body image issues. And so you, you look at yourself, and I didn't look at myself as a skinny person. I didn't look at myself as the potential of being able to be thin. Um, and so it was so false to me to be able to say, this, you know, I am going to lose 80 pounds. I mean, what? I would, I never could have said that. And it, so it's like what, where we put those little miniature goals, like I'm going to lose 10 pounds or I'm going to eat better this week. Right. I'm going to, I'm, this is my body on Friday, you right. know, the Aaron right. quote, Yeah. you know, those baby steps of being able to just say, this is how I can get there right. uh, to the end goal. Yeah. And so what we'd want to do first is we want to find a place to locate ourselves in speaking that resonates with us, that doesn't set up the BS alarm. <laughs> so for weight loss, it could just be something like, you know, like you said, like I am open to being healthier. That's it. I mean, just you start right there. And then we go and take action that makes that statement true. Right? Because so if you say, I am open to being healthier, 
and then you put in one baby step action like you just eliminate the you drink five sodas a day and you eliminate it down to two then that makes that statement true right right, right. and right. that's you're taking that really step all to it's be about healthier. yes mm-hmm. it's that one tiny baby step and i really like i'm a believer in so small a steps that if the step scares you back off and get one that doesn't scare you because that's again we talked about this when we talked about step three you know what stops people is that scary tenth step and that's because that's where your head goes your head goes to the scary place rather than it's this is anything is doable right as long as you are you know, it's like people say, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. I mean, it's, <laughs> everything is doable. There's nothing that's not doable if you're willing to take the baby steps. And if you take the really tiny baby steps, you'll be amazed before before you know it. Time goes by so fast. And, you know, this as, for me anyway, as I get older, it goes by faster. But next thing you know, it's six months has gone by and you're continuing to build on. I mean, that's the other thing we do is we build on the conversation. So for two weeks, I would have a client say something like, I'm open to being healthier and just commit to one tiny baby step that makes that true. Right. One thing that has them have it's true that they are open to being healthier like eliminate start drinking more water one thing like that i mean drinking water is a powerful way to lose weight right so start drinking more water so two weeks later they come back to me they've been drinking their water they've been saying and drinking that much more water also physiological make them feel better right so they'd come back to me two weeks later and they'd be like okay cool i did it right i drank the water and then we'd take another step closer and the end game is something like i am a healthy vibrant person which that person can't say in the beginning when they're 80 pounds overweight and they you know don't like but they eat like crap and you know all that is happening so they can't say the i'm a healthy vibrant person because that doesn't resonate it's not true for them so that we just take baby steps every couple of weeks, getting closer and closer to where they can actually say that and mean it and believe it. And right. so when you have the day where you don't drink the water, yeah. you know, if you have the day where it doesn't feel like, oh, well, screwed it all up. Now I'm done. Yeah. I'm never going to be a healthy, vibrant person because I didn't drink water today. You know, I didn't get in my eight cups. I got six. You know, it's, it's, it's not as big of a fall right. in a baby step. So right. then if you, it's so much easier to just be like, well, okay, I'm going to do it tomorrow. Right. And you do. And then, yeah. then you end up doing it because you're like, yeah. I can do this again. I don't have to wait till Monday. Right. Or, you know, <laughs> that was always what I would say. Yeah. I'd say, you know, it'd be like Tuesday and I'd be like, I ate a donut. Right. Damn Gotta it. wait till Monday. <laughs> Gotta wait till Monday. <laughs> can't start a diet on a, on a, on a Wednesday. No, you can't. And I felt like I was starting over every time I fucked up. Yeah. And that's, you know, and, and I also felt like I was fucking up instead of just being like, well, okay, that happened. Yeah. And right. now I'm going to keep going forward. Right. And I think that a lot of that also, we, you know, we hammer it all the time in seminar and, and around our groups uh, that really were such a focus on progress, not perfection. Because it's that perfectionist voice that goes, I ate a donut. I'm fucked. (laughs) I got it. (laughs) I fucked up. I got to start over on Monday because I fucked the whole week. So I might as well just eat donuts every day. You know, that's that perfectionist that's holding you to a standard that just is ridiculous. And so if we can give up the perfectionism and come from progress. And, you know, I share a lot about this in seminar and with people. I want you to give yourself like 10 years. (laughs) I mean, I know it seems silly, but time goes by so fast and it's just like I don't I just want people things happen a lot faster than that obviously you have that experience what was it three months three four I don't know what is it six months you were like 80 pounds down yeah yeah about six months yeah 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 yeah. and you didn't torture yourself and you probably fell off the horse sometimes and you know, got back on I mean I have been working on getting myself to be someone who like has a lifelong commitment and I do I have a lot lifelong commitment to health and well-being, my own health and well-being, healthy and fit and active and mobile, all those things, but with progress, not perfection. And so little by little every year, I get better and better. Like this past year, I didn't go one week without working out at least once. Two, three years ago, I went six weeks 
Like, that's the longest I've ever gone. But I went six weeks. I still got back on the horse eventually. And that's the thing is, like, if you can just not beat yourself up, the beating yourself up is what causes resistance that actually keeps things in place because it keeps you from getting responsible for it. Right. Right. Because it's easy. You can just you can just say, I'm a bad person. I, I See, I, I'm a fatty. I'm a fatty. I will always be a fatty because I ate a donut. I like donuts. And then it becomes, then it would turn, in my brain, it would turn into a thing. You know, at first I'd beat myself up, and then I would justify. Right, and then it well, turns Well, you know what? You. The donut tastes really damn good, and I deserve yeah, so the damn donut, because I am a queen, and right. I am an important person, and nobody can tell me if I can eat a fucking donut or not. Right, nobody's going to Watch dominate. me now eat 12. Even- yes. <laughs> yeah. Even uh, I can't tell you what to do. That's exactly. Right. That's right. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So it's really about like finding a way to have a, and we usually call them bridge affirmations or affirmations. Affirmations, that's the other thing I talk about in step four is that, you know, back in the 80s when Saturday Night Live had Stuart Smalley saying, looking in the mirror and saying, gosh darn it, I'm smart enough, I'm good enough, and people like me, they cashed in, they had a great time making fun of affirmations, but it gave people the impression that they don't work. And I honestly think they do work. And, you know, there's there, there's a lot of people who have different varying opinions about this. I think Louise Hay from Hay House would say, you just keep saying it until you believe it, right? And I do know people who have been able to do that. They've been able to take that zero to 60 affirmation, I love myself, I'm beautiful, whatever, and say it to themselves so often that it finally starts to sink in. I just think that doesn't work as well as baby stepping out a conversation where, you start to say, well, I'm open to or I'm willing to shift my thoughts about myself, right? And then I start doing self-care that actually makes that true. By the end of it, I'm actually able to say I love myself. But in the beginning, when you hate yourself, you can't say you love yourself. It just sets off that BS meter and you go, and then it makes you want to quit, I think. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree totally. And I think that we... Um, that, I think that's the first step that we're taught a lot is that, you know, Stuart Smalley, do you remember that on yeah. Saturday Night Live where it's like, I'm gosh darn it, I'm good enough, I'm, sm-, you know, and you start to, it, and it literally, you, you start to feel that way. Like you feel like you're like being either a cheese ball, like, and so that feels wrong and uncomfortable and you're like, no, <laughs> no. And that's where people can roll their eyes and go, oh yeah. Oh, I yeah, the work. I get it. Yeah, I, I I've read that book, or you know, I I've I've tried that. That uh, nice try, you know. And that's where this is so different to me, at least. Where it felt so different was it wasn't, you know, eat the elephant all at once. It was, you know, don't eat. You don't even know it's an elephant until you've already finished it. Um, and then all of a sudden you're like, wow, look what the hell! I can't believe I just did that. And then it's more motivating for all of those different areas in your life. I couldn't have looked at 80 pounds of weight loss and gone, I can do this, I'm, I've am i got this, I've got it, I've got it. But then when I hit that 80th pound, and I remember standing there going, if I can do this, what else can I do? Right. Like, that's pretty, you know, that's pretty eye-opening. And then all of a sudden, it was like, whenever I would start to, to, to feel like I wasn't going down the path, there was always this reminder too of all the steps that I had to take to get to that 80 pound weight loss. And then it was like, okay, it's not going to be easy. You know, I, I'm a year into, uh, almost a year and a half now into my, my business. And I still am having to baby step it out every day around certain things that I am good enough, smart enough, capable enough. The client deserves me. I power pose before every damn meeting. You know, like it's not, it's not something that just goes, oh, now that I've been successful, you know, I, I, I get it and I can do it forever. And I can say I'm good enough and smart enough to the, to the mirror and I can believe myself. Um, and I think that that's something that isn't in a lot of other work. And I mean, in a lot of other books and, and I don't know, self-help type of situations that I've read previously. It was always, it felt so much bigger. Um, so that's why these baby steps, I think, are so incredible um, to to this, to lean inside. 
Yeah, I agree. And I mean, that's something I really, I mean, I've just been able to see so many people have such success with baby steps too. just like, you know, I'll be working with somebody on creating a business or creating anything. I mean, it's and they're terrified and they, you know, they want it so bad, but they feel like they can't have it because they're scared. And, you know, and so if we can just get to what are you comfortable doing, just, you know, we create something that they can feel comfortable saying, which is this is like something I want for myself and I'm ready to take action towards it or I'm on the right path towards it, whatever it is, and then do one thing in the next, you know, one to two weeks that just proves that to be true, which is sometimes just telling a friend you're going to do it. You know, like that's how baby a step we can do. Like I'm going to tell a friend that I'm going to become an entrepreneur. <laughs> that's it. Like that's, you know what I mean? And if that's as good as it gets, I that's all that it takes. You know, it's, but by golly, those, those baby steps add up. And I, I was, you know, when I started to write this book and when I started to this stuff come to me was right around the time that I had babies or had two year olds in my house. And so, man, they can, they can book those little kids can move so fast and they're tiny little people. But next thing you know, you just turn your head for a second and they're gone. And so that's, I really like that image that if you can just keep going, and taking those baby steps and not give up and know that there's times you're going to get bucked off the horse and you got to get back on the horse progress, not perfection. You can't, you can't fail unless you quit. The only thing that has you fail is when you quit. And if you, if, if the story becomes, I can't, if the, I guess that was something that I, I wanted to ask you about because I know that I found myself uh, and you, and I think you said you said it. If you know, if, if a step scares you, back off. You know, go smaller. Um, but can we talk about that for a little bit? Because I feel like that's one of those things that can really um, grab people and 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 put them in that paralyzed moment where they've created this step for themselves and they say and and they feel like it's this little tiny baby step. Um, I'm going to. Um, I'm going to ask for help three times this week. I think it was one of mine at one point. Uh, it was a baby step that I had because uh, I am a do-it-myselfer. Right. <laughs> um, I am a most of you are fine, but it, and it's also that become that turns into a fine. I'll just do it because I do it right and you do it wrong and you know sure. blah, you know you all of that. Right. So my right. step my step was I'm going to ask for help three times this week. And I remember trying to get the words out of my mouth, like, can you please? And it was like, it was not, uh, 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 <laughs> I couldn't get it to come out. And it felt so much bigger because I had made this baby step saying I was going to do it three times. And here I was trying to ask for the very first help and I couldn't even get it out of my mouth. And I was paralyzed by it. And I, that was, that and I know that seems so small, but that was a spiral moment for me where I was like, I can't do it. I, I uh, and I want to hide in bed and I disappear off the face of the earth. And I was like, it was all over this one little moment that now looking back at it, I go, oh, that's what it was. But it wasn't until I sat, you finally called me out and you're like, hey, Becca, um, dude, been a couple weeks <laughs> yeah where'd you go <laughs> where'd you go and I was like I tried to ask for help <laughs> you know and you were like I failed <laughs> you well, fail and, you know that's and, one of the reasons why you got to have a I mean this is why the next step is accountability because you got to have some people that you're accountable to who are going to come looking for you when you go hide when you <laughs> go or, AWOL yeah yeah, because well, maybe we should do that. Maybe let's you know. let's talk a little bit about step five then, because they really do go hand in hand. Yeah, because if you don't, you can't have one. Long either. I mean, they're both they're pretty quick. We yeah. probably do in this one time because step five is just about putting in putting in accountability every like crazy, like everywhere you can, because the reality is if you really want something, you'll be willing to be held accountable for it. And that I talk about that because. There are such things as should goals that people bring to me and they'll want to do something and they'll say, I've had them. I mean, literally people told – I've had one very specifically where a woman wanted to lose 30 pounds and she was so clear that she wanted to lose this 30 pounds. But then we did everything. We got – that's what she says she wanted. She's totally clear about that. 
We get her in action. She's got baby step affirmations, baby step actions, and then she comes back two weeks later and she's done none of it. And so we talk about it. Are you sure this is what you want? Are you sure this isn't about you shooting all over yourself? Are you sure that it's this is something? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Get her back in action. Get her motivated again. Two weeks later, nothing. I'm like, you don't want this. <laughs> you don't want it. I'm sorry, but you, you don't, don't want to lose 30 want pounds. Somebody you told you you needed to lose 30 pounds. Told you, you think you should, right? Or what you sometimes people get confused that they what they want is vitality. What they want is energy. What they want is motivation for life. And they think losing 30 pounds is going to get them that. And maybe it will. But that's not where we want to focus. 30 pounds will usually fall off if you focus on being healthy, right? So, you know, we have these definitely, and I think everybody has them, where they have they should goals around things they should do um, that they don't really want or they're not, they're not really motivated to do that. Because I guarantee it every single time if I have somebody who sees something they really want and they're, they really want to – I mean like you. Good God. I mean you, that – Six months, that weight fell off of you. Yeah. You got so <laughs> crystal did. clear. Yeah. You got mm-hmm. so crystal clear in that seminar about what you wanted and how you wanted to show up for your daughter that boom, you know, eight months or six months later, gone. And it also was finding the right accountability partner. Um, I, I know that, you know, my mom was shocked um, by my weight loss because I didn't tell my mom or my family really that I was losing weight. I didn't say that this was a, something I was working on because in the past they had been my accountability people. You know, we were the, we, Oh, we're going to go on a diet, you know, and we were going to do it together. And then we would laugh as we ate a hot fudge Sunday, you know, after weigh in at Weight Watchers because we had a week until we had to do it again. You know, like, like we were not good accountability partners. There are people who are not good accountability partners. And I tell that all the time when I say in my seminar, do, do not tell Nina 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 Negativa is not the one <laughs> to share your vision and your goals for happiness with because they will, you know, give you every excuse in the book not to follow through. You know, that misery. This is where we I think we talked about this last time when we talked about, you know, learning that you don't need to put a crab on a, a, a lid on a crab pot because a crab will pull the other crabs will pull you down. Um, people love misery loves company and people like to have other people who are out of integrity with them. <laughs> you, you want to make sure that your goals, your accountability group is a powerful force of, for good for you in your life. And if they're not, you got to find that group. You got to find your tribe that will help yeah, you. Yeah. And then that's nothing to say bad about my mom and her no. intentions. It wasn't that we, you know, that's not, it, it, and that doesn't have to say that the person that is your accountability partner has to be somebody who is like that to you? It, it seems like that would make a make sense, but actually, in a lot of ways, it's better to have somebody who's sort of outside of that that close of a sphere of influence because you you have to show up for them in a different way than you have to do for your family in you know even your closest bestest buddies. Um, so having somebody who you could say. And, and that can call you on your bullshit. Right. You know, that's, that is one of my favorite things about a lot of the women that I am around now. You know, they do not hesitate to call me on my bullshit, which is important. Not only because it means I know that I have somebody to do it, but I also means it shows me how much they really do give a crap. You know, I think that we have this false sense of making everybody feel good about themselves is the way that friendships are supposed to be. But my, some of the people that are most important to me in my life, like you will not let me get away with the bullshit. And they, and you now can pretty much give me a look and I'm like, yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're right. Okay. You know, and then I, or sometimes I'm like, what, what? And I, I know that I'm wrong, but I'm like trying to figure out what I did wrong. I'm like, wait, what did it, what? Well, it's not like doing anything wrong, but it is, you know, like it, we believe our own crap sometimes. Oh and yeah. So yeah, you need to be with people who can see through the bullshit. I mean, my coach can hear in my voice. I mean, she's got me nailed down to, if I have a, 
if I, I, she knows that I say things like, to be honest, in fact, if you catch me doing that, you know I'm probably <laughs> lying about something. Like, I'll say things, or she'll hear it in my voice. She'll hear a lilt, like a little question mark in my voice, like that. And then she's like, you have a question mark in your voice, like that. And she knows damn good and well that there's something going on. And we go, I mean, that's how well she knows me. Now, I've been with my coach a long time, which is part of the benefit of working with a professional and working with a coach for a long time. Or it's like having a you know I don't I didn't know what it was like to have a massage therapist until I worked with somebody for a year we did a barter trade and within six months she knew my body like she could put her hands on my body and knew oh wow this is different you know what I mean yeah it's there's there's something about having somebody who it's their job (laughs) to know you that way which is why hiring a coach is I believe in hiring professionals Hire people that you have to pay money for because that puts your that also puts skin in the game. I mean, there's something about having skin in the game in terms of you paying for the help that also I think makes a difference. It has you more accountable. It has you show up more. You know, I have people who I know people who you know, and I love this. This is part of working with very powerful people. They don't want to come to me not having done their hook list. Like they're they yeah. can't they're mortified. They can't stand that. They're paying for this. They're like, I'm not I'm not gonna show up not having done my work. So really accountability is like whatever it takes. I mean, I have um and you know, part of like for me for working out, one of the things that has been consistently missing is finding accountability that is consistent that I like. Because I paid for personal trainers, and that was fine, and I'd go. But I didn't really, to be honest, want to work as hard as they want me to. I mean, I do have a commitment to fitness, but I don't want to puke every time I go work out with a trainer. (laughs) I'm just not that guy. I'm a dance, you know, I'm a show choir boy. I'm not, I don't care (laughs) about being that, you know. I want to sweat to the oldies, not Me too, me too, something like Mm -hmm. that. And I I have a really powerful partner now that I've been with for, Dana and I have been working together, out together now for... Gosh, I think six, seven, eight months now since January, I think, maybe even before that. And we are perfect for each other because we both have a powerful commitment to work out. We both will let each other slide some, but not too much. (laughs) So, you know, we'll like, we never go more than a week. We never go a week without working out unless we're out of town. Um, but and we usually never go without doing it at least twice and sometimes we work out you know ideally we work out three or four times but we are both committed to always getting back on that horse supporting each other and i mean i just adore her i think she's so great for me um and we are together working on increasing how much we work out and what kind of workouts we do and things like that, which is fun. I and mean, we're up to every time we ride a bike, we're going at least 10 miles, that kind of stuff. So, I mean, you know, that's for me, that's a lot. I know a lot of people do 25 mile bike rides and it's nothing to them. But for me, 10 miles on a bike is getting my ass up. So um, it's a, it's been fantastic. And, but it's been years and years that I've just been on that horse. So I'm not going to give up. Like it, I know that <clears throat> my fitness to me is important because I want to live a long time. You know, I'm, I've got little kids or I'm going to be 70 when they're 16. So, you know, not 70, 60 when they're 16, Jeez, like, what? but I'll be 70 when they're 26. I mean, you know, so yeah. that's, that's what I'm, I really, it's important to me to do that. And it's always about getting back on that horse and then finding whatever it takes to find the right people to be accountable. So in my seminar, when you do my seminar, I put you in accountability groups and there are groups that have like hooked up at my seminar that have been meeting for years now. Um, it's fantastic. And then we have the Facebook page, which is another reason that we have the Jane Becca podcast Facebook page. Um, it's just those kind of places are places where, you know, and eventually I think we will build that podcast page to a community like the one we have in Lawrence because that prior transformation page here in Lawrence is very powerful. Oh, damn. Yeah. It's, it, it is one of those places where I can even just go and read other people's stuff and yeah. be re-inspired and reinvigorated and ready to go. It, yeah. it, it, I mean, sometimes I'll co- go to the page with intention to post something about something that's going on, and I lose the need as I read along yeah. the page because, yeah. you know, something comes up or I stop having a pity party for myself because I see something else that's going on or I start to respond to somebody else's question and I realize I know the answer to this. Like, I don't, I don't need... 
you know, I've got this. Yeah. Um, it, everything you have is already inside of you. You know, those are the things yeah. that I'm reminded of with that group. And that's why I'd love to have our Jay and Becca group get more active. So please, mm-hmm. if you're out there listening, uh, don't be embarrassed. Don't be shy. I know that it took us a while to get that going and have that kind of feel around it. Uh, yeah, you just it have to, I think, you know, it's, there's an, anim, you know, the anonymous nature of being behind a, a screen is sometimes great, but it also can feel a little bit daunting. Sure. Um, you know, you don't know who you're talking to on the other side, but know that you're in a safe space. And that was what a promise that we've made to each other and um, a promise we've made for that page is we're not going to let any bullshit go down and we're not going to let anybody, you know, the stuff that goes on in that page goes on in that page. It's not shared with the world. You know, nobody yeah. else can get in there and see it. Um, and we've never had issues like on the prior transformation page. There's never one time have they, I mean, yeah. that's part of our commitment to one another, to this group and to the women who do this work and soon to be men who do this work is this is about lifting people up. And if you're going to get snarky, get the fuck off. Cause we're yeah. not there. And that's never one time happened. Never, never, ever, ever had I had to go into prior transformation and be like, hold up. <laughs> this is not working. Never. Cause there's yeah. never one time that somebody's come on there and been like, you know, get your shit together. It's always about, we'll love you through this, wherever you are, we'll meet you where you are, you know, and let that's hold space for you. Yeah. Let, yeah. 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 yeah, it's a pretty amazing thing. And having those people um, are so important. And there are people that are on there that I, you know, air quote, know. And I feel like I know them so well. Never have met them. Right. You know, I, I can kind of think about who they are by the little tiny square profile picture that they have. Like, to the extent where I haven't even gone to their, we're not friends on Facebook in general. You know, I've, I've gone, I haven't even gone to their full profile page to check them out. But I feel like I know them in such an, a powerful way. Um, and I know that they're they're there for me. If I went there and I needed anything, that, you know, that would, would be there. Um and that's so, so incredible. And then having those real life folks as well, um, I think that that's one of those areas that I have let slide in the last probably six months or so. And I can feel it. I feel it all through my bones. Um, uh, and I really started to feel it over the last like week or so where um I, you know, there's some things that I have wanted to start working through, just, you know, going through the steps. I've all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, I need to do this. And I, you know, like, I've got all this, like, energy back around a couple of different areas, which I think we're going to walk through together once we've got through the steps. Um, We're going to pick up, you know, a Becca topic, and we're going to do some coaching through each of the steps so that people can kind of see how it goes along that way like what what it feels like to be coached in that way um but um in that interim time frame like I've just realized that I have let my in real life people um kind of slip uh in terms of my accountability I'm not reaching out I'm not they're not reaching out uh, we used to do text messages. We used to, you know, do a weekly text message, like just like how are things going, uh, emails, phone calls, whatever it might be. Getting together, I'm not. I have been. Summer's been really hard to get away to some of our, um, you know, happy hours and get-togethers and shift two degrees and all that stuff. I've just let it go, and those are all accountability measures for me yep. that have not been. Um, I've not, I've not put the importance on over the yeah. last few months. Yeah. And it shows. It shows. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. And, you know, that's a good point that you made, too, because it's not just about staying accountable for <clears throat> this particular goal or this particular conversation that you're in or that thing, but it's really staying accountable to constantly being in a conversation for you being, for things being possible. You know, and that you are for your higher self to be in charge, that kind of stuff. Like I share all the time that I go to a group on Sunday and I go and my church is always focused on that. So from Sunday, I spend from Sunday to 12, from 9 a.m. to 1230 in a conversation that about transformation. You know, that's a long time, three and a half hours every Sunday. Then I listen to abraham cds all week long in my car (laughs) and then i get on the phone and coach me like i'm in this conversation constantly but if if i'm not i go unconscious right or i can get into 
a negative swirl or, you know, it's easy to do that. And so, I mean, I need a lot of time for myself, clearly, um, to focus on staying in a powerful conversation because there's so much negativity out in that world. You can go find it. You can be on Facebook for five seconds and drop into a deep black hole of negativity pretty damn quick, pretty damn quick. And so for uh, the other thing about being accountable is not just having other people hold you accountable and being accountable to other people, but also it's about being accountable to yourself to create structures that will keep you in this conversation, that will keep you focused on you're powerful, you're smart, you can do this. Like all the messages that we're trying to get you to get through your head, (laughs) you know, like we will go unconscious to those and the old belief systems will come creeping back in in a second. They're very powerful. You spent years and years and years cultivating those beliefs that you can't do it. And now we're just starting on this conversation that you can. So you've got to give us give as much airtime to that energy level as you have in the past to negativity or, or to the old belief systems that you can't do it. Right. I think that that, you know, it goes back to the baby steps, you right. know, if you don't, if uh, I think a simple baby step can be just being in a constant conversation with yourself. And, you know, we talk about checking our privilege, I think it's one of those statements that you are hearing more and more frequently these days in terms of, um, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement and those type of things but for one of those things when I heard that for the first time when somebody said that you know check your privilege it was interesting to me because it was something that I had already been in a practice of doing was sort of checking myself against the work mm-hmm. does that make sense mm-hmm. like I had been like wait am I am I saying this am I, what lens am I looking at this through right um, and so I think that it was easier for me to then start to be able to visually you know mentally be able to see those other ways uh from that you know from the the privileged perspective because i was like wow yeah you know i I can see myself in that way and if you can't if you can't the other part is your accountability partner has to be somebody that you listen to so that you can right so if somebody says to you you know becca uh, you're, you know, that your integrity slipping there a little bit or, you know, gossip, you know, that's one, a big one for me right now is catching myself talking about other people who are not in the room. Um, and so if somebody can say to me, just got, you know, gossip, dude, um, then I have to not get defensive to that. And if I get defensive, why am I defensive? And which is why I think for some people, like I'm blessed that my wife actually can hold me accountable and we can do that for each other on at some level. Most marriages that I've met can't. <laughs> no. Your no. spouse is the not always the right person to help hold you accountable because for some reason with them, it pisses you off when they tell you, you yes. know what I mean? And I don't know yes. why that is. So maybe it's because Jessica and I have done so much personal development work. But, you know, and sometimes I get irritated. I'm, I'm not saying I'm, you know, perfect. But um, because sometimes it's just I don't want to fucking hear it. Uh, and, and she still, it usually, even if I get irritated, I'm like, you're right. I hate it, but you're right. <laughs> yeah. I'm pissed like, about it, it, but you're right. Um, yeah, but most of the time, it's not going to be your partner. It's not going to be your, your spousal unit. Uh, that's why coaches, other people doing the work, um, listening to podcasts, that kind of stuff that just keeps you in that conversation. And, and having it as a matter of integrity that you're going to stay in that conversation and not uh, get, slip back into your old patterns of beating yourself up and... And if you are somebody's accountability partner on the other side of that is, you know, treating people with love and kindness and affinity and respect when you are calling them on their bullshit is also a good thing. You know, Uh, we don't have to be harsh. You don't have to be. And that might be where that that partner thing comes in. We feel so much more like it's judgment. Um, I know that's kind of how I feel is it's more of like, "Eh, eh, eh, you said you were going to do this, you know, and you're like, screw you, you know, now I'm, again, nobody tells me what to do. Um, so now I'm going to go eat a box of donuts. And so if I have somebody who can, you know, very lovingly say, Hey, you know, I, you know, I didn't, I just have noticed that, you know, last time, a couple of times we've eaten lunch together, 
you've been kind of carb heavy. <laughs> like, what's going on? What's going on? You know, you done, you're not doing that thing you're doing anymore. Yeah, yeah. To help, have somebody who's curious with you, or get in the inquiry with you, or say, you know, I noticed that you're doing this. It doesn't seem like that's what you're committed to. Or, you know, have you given up your commitment to eighty twenty, or is that still working? Whatever that is, you know. I think it's a lot. It's definitely knowing how to say that. We don't all know how to do that very well. That's why sometimes, you know, unless somebody's done my work or they've been in this conversation, I try, you know, I try to do my best not to coach people. It's hard for me. My friends all know. They don't, most of them know, don't bring Jay a sob story because it's hard for him. Um, yes, but I said, we do. Dick that nobody can talk to, you know what I mean? Like, so I do my best to try to just like listen and be there and be empowering too, without giving somebody agreement. I mean, there is there is that world of like you, you know, we all know who we can go to to get agreement when we want agreement. That life sucks. We can go to somebody who will say, "Yeah, man, life sucks." Um, and so I try not to be that guy either. <laughs> but you know, but anyway, accountability. But I love that there sometimes when you'll say do you want me to talk to you about this? Like, you, you like, will say to me, like... Um, or do you want me to coach you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you just need me to listen for a bit? And, you know, there are some days where I just need somebody to listen, you know? Yeah. And yeah. sometimes, you know, and, it's, and a lot of times, as soon as you get some of it out, you start to see it, and you're like, okay, yeah, that's... I know what I'm doing now, and sometimes it's just getting to that place, but... Yeah, other, you know, but having those people who will say, hey, do you want me to be honest with you about this right now or not? <laughs> and then you're like, well, well crap. You in particular, not not just you, but I think a lot of people, it also depends on what state you're in when you're talking to me. Like like the, the time I remember when you were sitting in my office and just every, you know, like you just like just freaked out. I mean, you were crying. It was you were upset. The state you were in was really stirred up. And so the first yeah. thing we did is do some heart math and some heart breathing with you to get yes. you into a different state. And so often I do that with clients if you're if they're so amped up that all they can see is the and they're hijacked basically. I mean, there's mm -hmm. just no way they can get down. Then we do some heart breathing to get you back into this planet and on yes. this you know and then we could actually have a conversation but we had to change your state um yes. and that's important to have people who kind of get that kind of thing so yeah. um, okay. but it's also you trial and explain error. that real quick go back because you heart breathing is something that i had never done before working with you and i feel like it's such a powerful thing yeah it's basically heart math if you just go to www.heartmath.com you can find it there the idea is that when we're stressed out and we're freaked out, we don't breathe. We shallow breathe. We get stressed and we shallow breathe. And so the first thing I have people do if they're really upset is to start deep breathing from the lower lobes of your lungs. That's where your oxygen is held. And so you want to deep breathe from down there. And then I start having you locate your breath in your heart and what I had you do and what I do most of the time is have people think of a time when they're loved and safe and start breathing into your heart while having that memory. And my understanding is the idea of the way that works is that uh, if you hold on to that thought for about 10 seconds, you release oxytocin in your brain, and the oxytocin can counterbalance out the cortisol that's flooding around in, you, in there. <laughs> So yes. it, it physiologically just shifts your state. It just physiologically changes your, rearranges your molecules for a second so that you can calm down and think straight because you're not thinking clearly at all when you're, you know, freaked out and stressed out and not breathing. So that's what heart breathing is about. And it's a good way to come down from hijack. It's a great way to, you know, center yourself. If you can notice that you're stressed out, make sure you start to do some deep breathing. Think about it. I like to have an anchor memory, like a time. I have a time when my son came in and gave me a hug and told me he was filling up my buckets that always makes me smile, makes me feel loved. I think about my wife and our wedding day and that kind of stuff. So if you have some anchor memories that are good for you to remember while you're heart breathing or while you're breathing into your heart, it will really, it could save your bacon sometimes because it'll take you from a place of being completely irrational to a place of being able to actually focus a little bit. Totally. Yeah. And it's, 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 I mean, like it sounds super, super simple. I mean, take some deep breaths and you always hear that to people when they're, they're panicking yeah um but t telling somebody who's like in anxiety or hijack to t to like take some deep breaths is yeah. like such like the wrong thing right. to say not to a, somebody not a good idea. Yeah. you want to be like F 
Fuck, Fuck you. you. Take a breath yourself. Yeah. That's why I try to do it with you. Like I, you know, like I did with you and I do it on the phone with my clients. I'll be like, okay, so will you, I make a request. Will you breathe with me for a minute before we go on? And then I just generally breathe with them deep into their lungs, take some deep breaths and then start talking to them about having a memory to focus their breath in their heart. And it's amazing to watch somebody. I mean, you're a perfect example watching you went from like psychobabble crazy crying so I created it all. I mean, within probably 15 minutes. I mean, it was insane. It was like, because we were in and out of here in an hour. So, you know, you literally came in and everything was crap and going to hell in a handbasket and you were freaked out. And then we had you do some heart breathing, got you to calm down. And then within a few minutes, you were like, oh my God, look how I created it. Yes. <laughs> like, Holy crap, look what I did. <laughs> you were also laughing. Yes. Yeah, so fun. That was great. It was a good day. <laughs> it was sort of fun for me. It definitely makes something else possible, for sure. Yeah. Very good. There we go. Step it out and put in accountability measures like crazy. And those baby steps, really, like, I mean, that's the thing. Um, you know, we can, I don't know what we could do online, but, uh, you know, the thing about baby steps is you've just got to find, a, if you get clear about what you want, you'll start having ideas of about what to do. And again, most people have ideas and then they get scared about, what it looks like what you got to do is really back it up to being like what's the first thing first step i can take toward that direction that doesn't scare the shit out of me um and that's all you got to do i mean i had somebody email me who's been listening to our podcast she's like making my whole world um because she came got to my website and said hi and decided she was going to sit down and take on career and like really do it like she's tired of not liking her job but whatever it is and she sent me a note just today that said that last night she decided she was going to get up under those feelings and she was going to figure out what's going on. And this morning she woke up and had three new avenues look possible to her that hadn't looked possible before. You know, it's like that nice. simple. It really is. Yeah. yeah. But it's just about committing to it and getting clear about what you want. The universe will line up and show you what's next to do if you're willing to ask and then willing to take that first baby step and then the speaking has to go along the speaking and thinking and creating a conversation that goes along with it making sure you're sharing it with the smart the right people again don't tell nina but <laughs> sharing it with the right people and keeping accountable it's all good stuff and realizing that there's no baby step too small i think that that oh. is something yeah so even if okay so you complete a baby step in 10 minutes good uh, on you yeah you know like that's okay right yeah you know it, there's yeah. nothing and don't feel like oh i created i i went too small here and so i'm a failure at creating baby steps i've oh, done that good for you go yeah the next one <laughs> yeah i was like the the perfectionist monster comes out like well i just did that so quickly i, I failed at baby steps <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm like i look back on that i'm like god damn becca you are <laughs> That's funny. You can make yourself wrong so quick. No more. No more. Here we go. All right. So next we're wrapping week. wrap it up here, but I have a request of our listeners first. Oh, I sure. really want to, I have a bold request that if you've been listening and you like our podcast, please go to iTunes and review us. I know it takes a minute and it's something that, you know, like a lot of people don't, I hate to do reviews myself personally. Um, I just had somebody ask me for a letter of recommendation and I really like this person. So I did it and I broke my rule of not doing stuff I don't want to do because I just, I wanted to serve her more than I wanted to not write the damn letter of <laughs> because I hate doing stuff like that. I mean, I just yeah. feel awkward. I don't know what to say. So I totally get it. And it just helps us so much. So yes. if you are enjoying this podcast, if you would just please go to iTunes and fill out a review and let iTunes know that you like it, um, that would help us a lot. And I want to just 
thank you in advance for doing that and make a bold request that if you like us, please go review us. Oh, yes, I appreciate that so much. And and hit subscribe while you're there. Then you just automatically get the episodes and you don't have to think about going in and remembering when we download and all that kind of stuff. So um, let's do that. And then so then we'll have, let's see. So we've listed, week before was Sam. We've got step four and five this week. Um, next week is Marley. Oh, um, I'm super excited to introduce you to from the CHOP podcast. She's a uh, client of, of Jay's and just a kick-ass human being who's creating stuff all over the world. Um, and then we'll get back to step six. Perfect. All righty. Well, have a great week. I uh, hope you too. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, well, thank you so much for joining us on Doing the Work with Jay and Becca. We hope that you got a little slice of practical transformation that you can use in your personal and business life. And here's what we want to leave you with. Whether you are just starting on this journey of practical transformation and just starting with baby step affirmations to to focus you in a direction of loving yourself, or whether you've been doing this work for a long time and you can literally say, I am thrilled with the path my life is on, Wherever you are, whatever you're dealing with right now, you're right where you're supposed to be. The thing that's in front of you is the thing that's going to have you at your most powerful once you accomplish it. And what I know and what we know is if you're willing to take baby steps with progress, not perfection, and just staying on that horse, you're going to get there. And we're going to get there with you. So thanks for being with us. Now, don't forget to go and subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Let us know what you think. And reach us at info at doing, uh, sorry, info at jayandbecca.com. And that will let us know if you have any topics you want us to cover or anybody you want us to interview. Maybe you. You can reach us at our Facebook page too, right? Yep. Yeah, totally. So um, that's just facebook.com slash jayandbecca. All right. We'll see you around next time. Bye, Thanks for joining Dave. us.